Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Uh, okay, so we're getting uh, Slack messages about yep. a toilet in the church building. Correct. On a, okay. it's, it's, it's running a little bit. we got to get it fixed. It's running? Yep. It's trying you to better get catch it. They're all talking job. about that stuff. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Good Sunday? Good Sunday. Good oh, Sunday. Did you have a good lunch? Had a great lunch. Did you have a, a salad at BW3? No. Oh, did you have a bad salad at BW3? No. Did you have traditional wings? No. What'd you have then? I had a uh, a burger. Why? With bacon. Why on? And cheese curds. Oh, it's so... You don't <laughs> go to BW3 for burgers. Why would you do that? I just didn't want, just didn't want wings, and Ellie's didn't want... You, you, you felt healthier getting that burger, didn't you? No, actually, I felt horrible afterwards. Sure? It, like, it, it tasted so good, and I'm like, it's not that my, good. Heart, my heart is about to explode. You just go wings. No, the wings, but Ellie's didn't want any wings, so... He, what does that have to do with you? Ellie's is my wing buddy. He's my wingman. Okay, okay, so what does that do with you getting wings, though? Because we get wings together. That's so our what, did you, thing. you get a burger together, then? Yeah, we did. All right, you need to stop coddling them boys. No, I'm They're not coddling him. I'm, I my can't even son eat without somebody. share this experience. He's codependent food partners. But we share an experience right, together, right. and then we watch the okay. football game. All right. Oh, yeah. How, how did that go? Uh, Bears lost. Yeah, shocking. Awesome. You know who else lost? Uh, Me, first service when I preached a dud. Of a sermon. <laughs> I wasn't there for that. I wasn't there for that. Uh, no, but you capitalized on it by taking a picture of my uh, my sermon well, notes and I'm posting them on uh, Instagram. Well, I didn't, you know, at first I didn't realize it was your sermon notes. I actually thought that maybe uh, Tom Hanks was following a map uh, to get to some buried treasure. This is no Da Vinci Code. The, I no. felt like it was Da Vinci Code. There's there was so many arrows. lines. There arrows. There was a lot of arrows. A lot of arrows. scribbles. Yeah. There was a lot of like... I saw some hieroglyphics in there, yeah. so I just you know, I, had I to, assumed that was you know what was happening. I had after first service kind of went. Uh, I had to. Uh, it just didn't communicate well, and uh, lost. Uh, yeah, scripture reference in there. Couldn't the way find it goes. It. So um, I uh, yeah, I just um, I made some changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But second service, I was at. I thought it was great. Great uh, content. Mm-hmm. You stumbled a little bit delivery wise, yeah. but you know what? Uh, Thankfully, I didn't stumble that much second service. But, you no, you. St- I felt. Stum- I felt like second service was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not for you, but yeah, it was, no, it was I feel like it was you know about my average. I think it was pretty. No, good. it was not. Yeah. It was yeah. not your average. Yeah, no, All right, you're, Joe, just, you're just gonna, being I'm, funny. You're no. being funny. It's okay. No, I, I don't know it's good. I know it's good. And give no, a grade to this. I don't want right. to embarrass you and no, give no, a grade. No, no, but it, I know. But if you were going to give me a grade, if I was, yeah, you know, compared to say, how you usually yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, CC minus. But I just said it. CC minus. I know, but like you're being funny for the podcast. No, I know. Like we can bump that up two grade letters and we're good. All right. So. No, what you, uh, are, you, you are on average a B plus A minus. This was definitely a C C minus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was just a different. Kind I'm not trying of, to embarrass uh, you. Now you, don't, you don't. You don't embarrass me. You, don't embarrass, you embarrass yourself, son. How did I was an A myself? plus sermon. Everybody, it was everybody knows it. <laughs> it was not. The sermon was so bad. First service, I I wanted to run and hide uh, in my office. So you know what I did. You ran high. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> See ya. I'm going to go in here and cry for a little bit. And then, uh, by the way, preachers, uh, sometimes you preach and you don't preach that well, but uh, our confidence ultimately is in the word of God. Yeah. So, you know, you can that's, feel stupid. That's really hope you had this morning. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, it's those humbling times when, uh, when God reminds you, like, you ain't got nothing. I got everything. 
And yeah. I go, okay, all right. So yeah. great content, yeah. just just yeah. deliver your. Right, no, you don't have to keep talking about it. No, all right, we're good. Let's just. <laughs> what, all right, so we're in the middle. We're in the middle of front and early part of this series. Early our part. Five yep. part series on Correct. the five kinds of Calvinists. Five kinds of Calvinists. But you know what, Joe? Before we get into that, I want to talk about I, something. I want to get into this though. But we, I want to talk about 2018. Oh, what about 20? Oh, April 20th. No, and the I do 21st. want to talk about. This. Okay, we've got the Doctor Devotion Conference. 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 Uh, the Spirit and the Church with yeah. Pastor Doug. Logan from Epiphany Camden. I'm excited. Uh, you, I'm excited. No, no, you're actually, you're not excited. Oh, no, I'm you're, you're ecstatic. Um, woo! You are. Jimmy's been doing that. I've been doing the, the Ric Flair he, all day. He, 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 his screensaver on his computer is now Doug Logan's face. <laughs> uh, woo! <yeah. laughs> this is going to be an awesome conference. Yeah. We're, we're, we, we've we've bumped it up now. We're doing Friday night and Saturday. Yep. Um, all registrants are getting a sweet T-shirt. They're getting the conference tee. They're getting the conference journal. That's for the full conference registration. Now they didn't get a T-shirt last this year, did they? No. No, no. you're getting so a this T-shirt. Year, this this time. year you're getting a T-shirt, t-shirt and, journal. and a journal. Custom. Uh, student rate is uh, you just get the journal and yeah. you can buy the tee when we're there. Uh, and then if you do the early bird for sixty bucks uh, between now and the end of November, you get the T-shirt and journal plus the books as well. Uh, that yeah. we will have available to everyone. Oh, this is going to be so fun. I can't wait. It's going to be wait. great, man. I'm excited. Wait. So yeah, get on over there. Hit the website. Links uh, in the show notes. DrDevotion.com slash conference. Yeah. I can't wait. All right. Now. Peter back. Voth is working on the design. I, I just, it's I'm, gonna, I'm really waiting for that. I'm, I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped for that. All right, Joe. Today. I want to talk more about the conference now. All right. Go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Today, we're talking about bad Calvinists. So we already talked about... A new Calvinist right. before. Now we're going to talk about bad Calvinists. All right. And new Calvinists were those people that are new to the faith. And, you know, they got some issues. They got good qualities. They and got they, some cage staginess. They, yeah, but the cage staginess is, is kind of an issue. But but their problems are more um, the fact that they're young in this yeah. new perspective or it's new to them. Or they are, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they are more uninformed about certain things and so new calvinists you kind of cut them some slack i feel like yeah uh, i think so there's there's like, like an ignorance to it yeah that's the word i try not to use but yeah that's right oh yeah. my bad no no you're right i can it's, forgive, I can forgive ignorance right yeah, yeah, you yeah, can totally. teach them that over time right but there's other issues for for bad calvinists that right. i struggle with you more. say you say to the new calvinists forgive them father for they know not what they exactly do. right they, don't, they don't they don't really if they once they realize but bad calvinists you go imprecatory psalms yeah, like rain down, smash fire. their teeth. <laughs> All right, so when we say bad Calvinists, um, what we mean are are those Calvinists that give the rest of us Calvinists kind of a bad name, yeah, because of their their attitude, yeah. their uh, demeanor, their language. And what we've done is is we've we've broken this down, of course, into five. Marks. Oh, oh, of a bad oh, so Cal- five points, five points, five points mm, mm. for uh, a bad Calvinist. And yep. um, number one, I'll start with number one. All right, go. Um, I, and I think this is the foundational problem. What I makes agree. a Calvinist a bad Calvinist fundamentally is that they tend to, and I put myself in this category because I was here for a long time, and I'm trying to fight from ever going back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's when we divorce our doctrine from our devotion. And yes, that is the name of our yeah, podcast, yep, but that's yep. why, though, because Reformed theology should lead to Reformed hearts, should lead to gospel-rich lives. That's and right. it is easy for us in the Reformed traditions 
to get so pumped about doctrine and about knowledge and about learning that we somehow make it dis- make it disconnected from devotion, from the life of godliness, from piety. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Right living should be coming from our our right faith. Right, orthodoxy should be giving birth to orthopraxy. Well, I was gonna. Dang it, you yeah. got me. Yeah, you I, gonna, I, thought, I, thought, I, right I thought you were gonna go. Orthodoxy should lead to doxology. Yeah, well, that too. See, that would have been better, and you know it. That, you, no, it's you, not no, better. No, no, you're no, thinking, no. no, you're thinking in your head right now. Darn, I wish we. No, did that. I definitely because it's like orthodox, orthopraxy, and then doxology. All right, continue, Joe. So, um, so yeah, th- this is uh, this is common. I remember when I was um, a relatively young Christian, and back in what ninety four. Uh, yeah. Oh, fact. darn it. I messed it yeah. up. Yeah, 94, 95. I meant to say, ah. Yeah, because you think 49. I meant to say 49. Yeah, I know. I meant to say back in 1949. Yeah, you're so young, you think 94 is a long time ago. It, That's it what's funny. Well, it was. How it old was. were you in 94? 94, I would have been, I don't know, 12. What were you born in? 82. Yeah, so 12. That's easy. Even I can do that. So point is, is like I was, uh, I loved my doctrine, but it was not feeding into my devotional mm. life. And, uh, and that results in a lot of other problems that yeah, are common absolutely. of bad Calvinists. Absolutely. I mean, I would say it leads into pride. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, theology um, can lead to pride, bad theology, right? right. When, when not coupled with devotion yeah, leads to pride because I think there's this sense of, uh, seeking after, you wouldn't say it like this, but you're seeking after head knowledge. Like you're seeking mm-hmm. after being smarter than everybody else, trying to talk down to everybody else, trying to be the smartest person in the room, right. trying to make sure you have all the right answers and everything in order, yeah. you know, uh, to every minute detail right. um, that it, it you can get really kind of, uh, what's the word? Like, what's the thing? Like stuffed up? Not stuffed up. Puffed up? Puffed up, thank yeah. you. You can get really puffed up. Yeah. Is that but a thing? Doesn't fof, fofo means puffy, doesn't it? No, it does not. Google it, everybody. No, Google fofo, it. Means fofo means cute. It means puffy. It means cute in Portuguese. Um, I'll put up the screen grab again. Hey, um, yeah, here's the thing, guys. If if and when we as Calvinists become proud, um, we are no longer theologians. It, because if if you're just if you're if you're proud in the assembly of your theology and comparing yeah. yourself to other people, you're a stinking hobbyist. You're not a theologian. You're treating this thing like it's some kind of a game. You're treating this thing like it's trading cards. It's like it's it's like nothing, magic. It's you're, Pokemon. You're like, it's magic. Yeah, it's settlers of Catan. I, li- I love it's, how weird knew where we were going yeah, with that without even talking about that. That's so awesome. <laughs> it, it's that kind of guard. Listen, nothing wrong with settlers. There's nothing wrong with Magic the Gathering. That's fine, nerds. You can play that stuff. I don't judge you, nerds. <laughs> I, love how, I don't judge you. <laughs> no, man, those card games are fine. They're cool, but this is this is the well, truth of cool, God. Continue, yeah. This is the truth of God, man. Exactly. This is not. You don't treat it like a hobby. You know, you you can be. You know, consider yourself a baller when it comes to your hobbies and your interests, and you can compare yourself to other people, whatever. But not when it comes to this. No, no. So that's one of the problems, and I think the flip side of that is true, isn't it, Jimmy? Like increased pride is is a is one of the consequences of divorcing doctrine from devotion. Yeah. But then there's also the decrease of joy. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good because if you're <clears throat> if if you're set in that mind place, right, like just where theology is just head knowledge, it doesn't lead to this worship and appreciation for for what these truths really kind of mean. Yeah, right. Like I, I mean, I remember. Uh, 
beginning to understand, you know, as best as possible, understanding the, the, the doctrines of grace. Not that you've fully comprehended no, the doctrines no, of grace to their it, fullest extent. But just even every little bit mm-hmm. would lead me to this place of like, of thankfulness, yeah. gratefulness, joy, and worship yeah. um, of our of our Savior. Now, that's fluctuated over time, mm-hmm. you know, where you kind of get, it's almost like when you just become a Christian, you get really excited, you tell everybody about it, about Jesus, and then after time, you start, you know, you start to simmer down. That's kind of like it ebbs and flows for me from time to time. Um, but yeah, it, it should really lead but, yeah. to joy. And so, you know, the so instead of pride, there there ought to be humility. Mm-hmm. That's the natural consequence of healthy Calvinism. That's the natural consequence of good theology. And an increase in joy, uh, a decrease in stoicism or yeah. cynicism. Yeah. Right? Hey, cynical Calvinist, you're doing it wrong. Okay? <laughs> because uh, cynicism, I think, competes with joy. I really do. I think um, it, ro- I mean, it robs it. It right? robs joy. So um, now the reason Calvinism should be giving birth to humility and joy is on the one hand because we had nothing to do yeah. with our salvation or with any of the good gifts in our life. Even if we can look back and go like, well, I did X, Y, and Z. You only could do X, Y, and Z because God gave you the ability That's to do right. those things. And uh, what he has given to you, he could take away. You, we are humbled because of God's sovereignty and goodness. And we are joyful because he chose to save us when he could have just as easily left us That's damned right. in our sin, which That's is right. what we deserve. Absolutely. So third then, Joe, after, you know, first they divorce doctrine from devotion. Yeah. Secondly, the, the theology leads to pride. And the flip side of that, though, it robs joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about third? I think bad Calvinists are famous for being unnecessarily divisive. Mm. Divisive, yeah. Divisive, yeah. Divisive. So the, I think the divisive, divisive. Uh, unnecessarily divisive, uh, divisive people yeah. are, um, it's like, there is an importance to draw doctrinal lines. I was waiting for you to say doctrinal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, oh, he's making a good point here. I'm going to So uh, there is an importance to draw these doctrinal or doctrinal lines, mm-hmm. right? To say, well, listen, we understand the atonement to work like this. This is what scripture says. You yeah. see it differently. So we are not on the same page. Mm-hmm. We both might affirm that the, uh, that the sacrifice of Jesus was sufficient for all, but only efficient for the elect. Both Calvinists and non-Calvinists can say that typically. Yeah. But... Uh, we do know as we're drawing these boundaries, like, okay, so we disagree here and this is, so yes, we, we want to articulate, we want to, and we even want to debate when these things are important. Yeah, no, it's okay. We're, we're not saying it's bad to have a clear right. cut understanding of where we differ. Division is sometimes necessary. And that Absolutely. doesn't mean like we can't be friends or we can't work together. That's, that's the distinction though, right. is how do you differ uh, on these points and yet maintain fellowship? So Calvinists, usually you, usually, not always, but usually you, obviously you reform, you reform Baptists usually get along with the Presbyterians and the Presbyterians usually get along with the Reformed Baptists. And yet there's a pretty significant difference of opinion on baptism and covenant theology there, right? No, absolutely. It's it's, it's not a small, it's not teeny tiny. No, no. But now it's like second tier. It's, it's, but then you start going, when you start talking about Pentecostal. Oh, that, oh. Yeah. those fools are out to lunch. Oh, exactly. Like, we can't we can't be friends with them. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, you know, there's there's prosperity gospel preachers that I think we would all when they lose the gospel when they lose the all gospel bets that, are off. that's that's much more that's necessary hard division exactly. But then like you know we think of that one uh, the one Pentecostal pastor in town here that we know 
Dan. Dan. Yeah. That, yes, he is Pentecostal. Yes, he's charismatic in, in, in every sense. He's not reformed. He's not reformed, but the dude loves Jesus yep. and preaches the gospel. Yes, he does. And so we're good. We're good. We're friends. We're good we smoking ha- cigars and hanging out with him. Now, we're not going to pastor the same church. No. No, no, no. But no, he's going to reach some people, and I'm going to reach some people. Exactly. And yeah, okay, so if you really want to press us, I'm going to say, well, yeah, some of his theology, and I, I haven't dived deep into like all of the particulars over there. But uh, some of the theology I would disagree with and would say that some theology, uh, some of their theology is potential that it, it could lead people in a negative direction as it relates to piety or Christian experience. Yeah. So again, we can draw lines and disagree, but unnecessary division That's is right. when you begin to consider people outside of Christianity, outside of the kingdom of God, because they aren't reformed, because they aren't Calvinist. If you even give the impression that a person is is uh, not truly regenerate because they don't believe in total depravity yeah. or unconditional election, then you are doing more harm than good, and you're just plain old wrong. Yeah. This is why John Wesley, who had some messed up theology, by the way, and George Whitfield, um, could be friends. Yeah. Except for when John Wesley was... Like, you know, all butt hurt and getting all upset about, you know, uh, election and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. causing all kinds of trouble. Just redo your church history. But then they got back to everything was fine. Yeah. And and, and the point is, is that uh, you, we've got to we've got to be uh, the kind of Calvinists that can that can make distinctions without being unnecessarily divisive so that we're pushing people divisive, yeah. outside uh, of the kingdom. It just you know what it is? It's uh, another way to say this, and the way I've said it in the past, to use a biblical word, um, is bad Calvinists are pugnacious, mm. which means they like to fight. Yeah. Now, sometimes you have to fight, but you shouldn't be looking for a fight. You know what I mean? No, I mean, but I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Sometimes you have to you got to fight uh, for your right to party to party. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think that's important to. To bear in mind in this yeah. discussion, but even this whole thing, like we talked about Dan and, and Pentecostal and, and the Holy Spirit is kind of that, that whole thing that we kind of disagree on in the works of the Holy Spirit, which is why uh, the 2018 Dr. Voce conference is the spirit and the church. That's right. And this is even something that I know Pastor Doug Logan is really kind of keen on discussing is saying, hold on now, we've misunderstood and we've caused this divisive uh We've got this divisive nature between Reformed, Pentecostal or Reformed Baptist with others, and we need to kind of set the record straight and see where do we where do we agree? Right. And let's let's dial into those. Right. So, so you're gonna want to head on over to drvotion.com slash conference and register today. All right. So um so yeah, like it, let me just cause I don't wanna make it sound like we we you don't have to engage in apologetics debate. No, no, yeah, it. exactly. We do. We do. Um, Dr. I, James White does a fantastic yeah, job of that. Like, like turn him loose. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's, there's a phrase that I like, which is uh, dangerous on demand, which, which, which means like you're not looking for a fight. You're not looking for trouble. But if the situation requires it, you're ready to go. Yeah. And so that should be true in life, and that should certainly be true when it comes to these important theological matters. So bad Calvinist is the person who is unnecessarily divisive, pugnacious divisive, looking yeah. for a fight. Uh, what else, Jimmy? What's another uh, point of a bad another Calvinist? Point, fourth point, uh, a bad, bad Calvinist loves systems more than the Savior. Boom. 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 Everything has to be nice and neat in their systematic theology. Everything has to line up perfectly. Um, and they focus more on those aspects of their faith 
rather than uh, beholding Christ. Now, we love systematic theology. No, yeah. We yeah. read systematic theology. Yeah, mo- most systematic theologies we read, yeah. Not all of them. Well, Some we, of them we would say, no way. No to. way. Yeah, no we way. would say, no way. I'm not well, going to read that I mean, we've read one. the ones to realize no way. Yeah, you got to, well, first you read it. Then, and you, then, then you just, but you, you know what? You, say you no can't way. unread it. No, you can't, but you could find better ones that yes. I think are, are better I can think of seven you. better ones right seven now. Better ones. Seven go. better ones. Go. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, seven um, better ones. I want to hear this go. now. Here we go. I'm putting you on the spot. Here we go. Hodge. Hodge. I'm, I'm counting on my fingers. Okay, so Hodge. Hodge. Burkoff. Burkoff. Bavink. Bavink. Um, oh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Dabney. Okay. Um, and then we'll say uh, Horton. Horton. And we'll say, um, oh. ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I said Hodge, didn't I? Yeah. Charles Hodge. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we'll say Frame. Oh, Frame. Okay, you got one more. And then, Do you want to throw Driscoll in there? Uh, Driscoll in number seven? Stop it. Oh, I'm just saying. Because I mean, I see it on your shelf. I got lots of stuff there on my shelf. There. There's, there's, there's lots of bad Doc, books I, I, on my I'm shelf. Just saying, there's see... a skull and crossbone stamp on the okay. inside so people know it's bad. Okay, I'm just it's saying. Bad there, there it is, doctrine. Yeah, I know, but I'm not going to use it. Okay, that. okay. So what's your number seven then? I'm, I just gave you time to find number seven. I don't need number time because it's the best of all time. Okay, go. Calvin's Institutes. Boom. Good job. Anyway. Good job, good job, good job. <laughs> I, I called you out on no, that you, one. No, you were wrong, though. <laughs> I was I wrong. had that in my back pocket. Oh, good job. Well played, sir. All right, so, um, yeah, I, I think it's true. And I, I know I, I was this way for a long time where I was more excited about the system than I was Jesus. Yeah. I was just more pumped. And uh, some of that I get, you know, you get goofy. We get goofy about things because we're we're a little worldly creatures and sometimes yeah, things like captivate us. comes like pencils or pens or, yeah, or cigars notebooks or, or cigars guns or whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah, we tend, to, we, we tend to obsess exactly. a little bit. You some know. of us do. Some of us do. Um, so I, I get some of that, but we have to constantly remind ourselves that this system that's helping us to make sense of the Bible it had better increase our love for Jesus, our our infatuation with Christ, our devotion to Christ. Otherwise, it's not serving its purpose. No, absolutely. So we absolutely. love confessions. We love confessionalism. Um, we're not Presbyterian, but we love the Westminster Standards. Yep. All that stuff's great. But make sure that your system is more to you. Is no, not, no, it's is not, not more, more to, to you, you than your Savior. Dude, I didn't sleep last night very well. And uh, I know. Yeah. I know. I got the text this morning. Okay. I know. You didn't sleep. You were uh, pretty, oh, yeah, pretty busy. You're up. Yeah. It's probably why my care. first sermon wasn't good, my, but my second sermon was really good. So. Yeah. Well, you just need to go to bed earlier. And... Yeah. I went to bed pretty early. You know why I'm not going to bed early? I don't want to talk about it. Because I, dis- I discovered, I, I just got the app, the Discovery ID app. Okay. And so I've been watching these like true crime series. All right. All right. Number five. Fifth <laughs> Number point. Five. All right. Uh, fifth point of a bad Calvinist is that uh, they knew more John Calvin than John the Apostle, mm. meaning that uh, you can quote the reformers more readily than you can quote the apostles. Um, and again, I understand we're, we're reading a lot we're excited. and you're excited. And these are teachers that God gave the church. And we're supposed to read teachers of the church. We're supposed to benefit from them. But uh, again, if, if, the, if these guys are feeding your soul and uh, are more valuable to you than the authors of scripture, there's a problem. Yeah. And listen, people can pick up on that. People can pick up on it. Now, sometimes they, listen, if you just quote John Calvin, sometimes people are like, oh, I guess Calvin over Christ. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, some of that's just nonsense. Some people are just trying to be divisive. Right. Or divisive. Divisive. So, but, uh, so just again, read, listen, we're advocates for reading. We read all the time. Yeah. Uh, we love quotes from the greats. Uh, you know that if you listen to them. And sometimes we get pushback. We got pushback on uh, on the Ten Commandments because some people were like, oh, I guess uh, I guess Thomas Watson is uh, more more important than Paul the Apostle. Oh, that's you guys right. Are I remember, him yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, dude. We're, we're, we're using him as a reference and a reference 
uh, a reference for us and a recommendation for you yeah, yeah. Uh, to encourage you to, to check him out. I don't think we gave the impression that we think he's more valuable than uh, any author of scripture. But yeah, bad Calvinists, boy, they love quoting uh, dead dudes than they do the risen Savior who lives forevermore. So uh, let's make sure that we are not bad Calvinists. Calvinists, don't be bad. Don't be bad. Don't be a hobbyist. Mm-mm. You know, don't be divisive. Yeah, don't divorce doctrine from devotion. That's right. And you know, the best way that you can avoid from divorcing doctrine from devotion is to be a regular listener, subscriber uh, <laughs> to Doctrine and Devotion Podcast. Right, Jimmy? Absolutely. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for our email blast. You can hit up the store, grab yourself some merchandise, sign up and register for the Doctrine and Devotion Podcast. 2018 conference oh. on the spirit and the church. You know, you know why it's going to work. You know why this conference is going to be awesome. Uh, because God wills it. And Krista McDunn. Krista McDunn. Yep. Krista McDunn. She uh, organized last year's conference with and only, uh, with only like a month and a half. Yeah. Notice we didn't give her much notice. <laughs> we so. didn't give her much time. So Krista, it's got to be better, or it's your fault. Yeah. This Krista, year. if this fails, uh, you're fired. Yeah. So <laughs> she'll be like, woo. <laughs> Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday, blog posts Wednesdays, video content on Fridays. Later. Later.